Hi, I'm Carrie, stroke survivor and BIND member. And I'm Kezia, a brain injury survivor and a BIND member. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I'm a stroke survivor and a BIND Fort Worth member. And welcome to our episode, uh, which is going to be the round table. So I feel like today will be mostly like, what is the round table? And what does that mean for us? So um, round table is actually going to be an episode that's like talking about our experiences, Um, Carrie, mine, and Kevin, um, talking about our experiences and why we are here at these clubhouses in Bind and in Texas. And also as a reminder to our listeners, why we even made this podcast in the first place. So we're excited to be here and this is going to be a different type of podcast. Yes. Welcome to Bind Waves. Again, we want to introduce you to Kevin. He is one of our newest members. And as he said, he is in the Fort Worth Clubhouse. And we're super excited to have him join the team as a co-host. So we're going to get welcome, Kevin, for being here today. Welcome to Bind Waves, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Vines Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Vine Waves. Let's get on with the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, Kevin, so we can get our listeners can get to know you. Hi, good morning. I'm so excited to be here. And um I had a pontine stroke when I was 54, and um, it is a stroke in the brainstem of your brain, and mine was caused by cholesterol. Unfortunately, I was in the process of, they thought I was um, allergic to the cholesterol medicine, so they had stopped it, and I was waiting for them to um, approve the injectable. And unfortunately, I had the stroke before they could do that. Um, and, you know, it was a real strange time. It was real stressful. You know, um, my mother had a stroke and died one month before I had my stroke. Oh, wow. So there's, of course, you know, you have a death in the family. There's all of these family issues. And, and, and so I was really stressed by that. I had a real stressful job. I was a home health infusion nurse, um, so I was always running really busy and dealing with all the added stress of the um, my mother uh, expiring. Um, I had the stroke one evening. I had a, a really severe pain in the back of my head, and you know I just thought, well, it's just a stress headache. I just need to sit down <laughs> and. Um, by the time I walked from the kitchen to the sofa, I started having some paralysis in my face. And I could feel that I was trying to tell my brother-in-law, who was there with me at the time, that I needed him to call his brother. And I could only say brother. But he knew what I was saying. So he got my partner on the phone at the time and... um then I just knew it was getting worse. So I said, um, ER. I could only say ER. And then uh, I went to stand up to put my shoes on, and I I lost it. I, I fell, 
and I had total paralysis to the right side, and I knew I was having a stroke. So um, they took me to Medical City, Fort Worth, and um, I really don't remember that first day or two. And when I came to, I just remember being so afraid and so not knowing what was going to happen. And, of course, the greatest fear of all is the fear of the unknown. And I had dealt with stroke patients for the 30 years of my career of nursing. And so I was just so afraid it was going to be worse than what it actually was. Um, But, you know, even though the stroke happened, there has been so many good things that have Mm -hmm. come out of it. Um, One, I learned that I'm way more stronger than what I thought. I mean, I really just surprised myself. Um, It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do Mm -hmm. is to try to recover and fortunately, I've had I've got the support of my partner and family and friends, and um, but there was some real scary times, and I just remember thinking I just want to talk to somebody that had the same kind of stroke as me, and you know when you're in therapy, you're so focused on therapy, you really don't get mm-hmm. to process with other people who have experienced the same thing as you. And so um, it was, it's been a long process. I've met some amazing people who just give me so much inspiration and, and just continue to work. And um, I'm just thankful to be here. I'm so thankful that I found Bond. And it's really odd how I found Bond. I was referred to Bond by the case manager that was mine in the hospital Mm -hmm. so we've maintained kind of a friendship and she told me about bond and i was like oh my gosh you know Mm -hmm. this is somewhere i can go where i won't feel out of place like people are staring at me and i can talk to people and 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 hear their stories and i think that that's where i've gained a lot of strength Mm -hmm. is from from talking to other people and i'm just you know i'm so glad that I worked hard. Um, It's very disappointing when people say, um, you may not get any better than this. And you take that and you take that, that I I found that as very negative. And so I I was not going to say, um, this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I've worked really hard, and and I just want people to know that, A, you're not alone. Um, you know, reach out to people, find a support system. You know, we're very fortunate here in um, the North Texas area to have Bond, and um, I'm just really thankful to be a part of this podcast, and I thank you very much for inviting me to be here. Absolutely, and listen, you say that, I just want to say, you know, Carl, Carl H., Um, when we go and talk to patients, Carl always says, don't listen to the doctors when they tell you you only have X amount of time to get back. Because I'm going to sit here right now and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be the first person that gets 100% everything back. You can be second and you can be third. I'm going to be first. Don't listen to them. Just keep on checking on. And, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like from being in healthcare, the doctor was always the final word. I mean, there, you know, the buck stops there. And, you know, I just really, it's, 
I don't know. I, I think I was unrealistic in expecting that mm-hmm. uh, healthcare providers would sit down and talk to you and tell you what to expect. And and when I didn't have that, you know, you make things so much worse in your own mind. And I think I was very guilty of that for a long time. Yeah. And it helped by... Just, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate Bond is it gives me the opportunity to share my story mm-hmm. and share it with other patients that recently had their strokes and give them hope that yeah. this isn't where you're going to be next year. Yeah. It's where you're at today. Yeah, and I also think that it's, like, not just patients. Like, from my experience, it's also the community, the village that helps you and has raised you and has been there for you forever, right? Absolutely. Because I think from, like, I, again, I'm so glad that you shared your story because, again, we just met a couple months ago, and now I'm hearing your story, and it's inspiring and so helpful to be able to connect with other people. You know, you had your stroke just what is it like about two years? It, it will be three years yeah. on the 13th of oh, January. Right. Three years. Um, I had the stroke that I had. I was 27. And in December 17th will be December 18th will be five years. So for me, that's crazy. You know, like we're in different lifestyles or different um stones and like our steps towards our forever life right Mm -hmm. and it's amazing you know like i was 27 i think i had a very healthy life you know i ran all the time um i worked in life i mean uh healthcare as well so i was always focused on like i need to be healthy i need to continue being um like not athletic but active (laughs) active and just very self-conscious of like you know just be healthy like i'm not gonna try to be like this like muscle person or anything i just need to be healthy and i loved educating others and helping others so that's what i thought i was like my whole life and then just randomly i started getting i didn't feel like myself and like you said and and carrie that doctors are supposed to be the ones that tell you. But really, I I think that from the experience that I have held, the best doctor is yourself. You know what you feel. You know how you are. And then sometimes you just need someone to help, you know, to help you. So I think that's kind of like where I'm at right now from the experience that I had. Um, and I think that the podcast itself, its that's the main purpose of why we're sharing this. So really, to all the listeners, just follow us and listen to us and make sure to press like so that you continue to hear the stories from people, from doctors, from therapists, all of those people. Um, and you can always reach us to like continuing to tell us, like, what do you want to hear? Because we have everything, <laughs> like, really. But um, yeah, like I said, I was 27. Um, And it was December in Chicago. I'm from Chicago, not Texas. (laughs) Um, And it was freezing and it was snowing. And honestly, I do not remember. Like, I don't remember. Um, The most that I remember is that it was on Monday. I went to work and I was going down the stairs and I just felt like I was going to faint. I was dizzy and I felt like I was going to faint. And I missed the bus by like a minute. And I was debating in my mind, like, do I call an Uber or do I have to wait for the, the bus for four minutes, you know? 
And I decided to call an Uber. And I got in the Uber, and like I can visualize even now as I'm speaking what it looked like. Chicago, snowing, beautiful, colorful. <laughs> like I lived in a Latino community, so it was like, like um, murals everywhere, and the train was there, and it was the pink line, and I was like, I remember it, and I can feel it, you know. Um, but the the next step, I don't remember. The Uber basically saved my life, and called the ER. Um, press nine one one. I only live like maybe like two miles away from the hospital. So they got there really quickly, and um, somehow my phone died, and um, or was very low battery, and I was able to call my mom in Texas. And they put me in the ER by saying that I had a seizure. And I told my mom, I have a seizure. My mom's like, what is a seizure? I'm like, I don't know, Google it. <laughs> Google it, I don't know what it is. And my phone died, and my emergency contacts is my dad, so my dad was able to get there, and really the rest of my story is mostly based on memories on my parents and my really close friends, because I honestly don't remember until, like, January 25th. So, yeah, it was, like, a big... And sometimes I'm kind of, like, wondering, like, what happened to me, you know? (laughs) But sometimes I'm so blessed that I do not remember, because at some point in my life, um, during all of that, I didn't think it was real, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I was stuck in the hospital. Um, I had... Uh, once I started, um, like, consciously, like, looking around, like, the lights are on, everything looked purple, I'm in a hospital, I'm like, this has to be, like, not real, like, <laughs> you know, it's just not real, um, and I was able to, like, somehow believe in the strength of myself, and that was terrible, like, believing in myself was probably the hardest thing, because at the point when I was like, wait, I had a stroke and I looked at the mirror and I didn't look like who I remember of myself, that's when I was like, all right, something needs to happen. And that's when I thought like, okay, you know what? Mentally, I was like, I'm a student. I'm just going to learn what these people are saying to me. I'm going to follow the directions Um, because it was really bad. I was in the hospital for about three months um, in and out. Um, I had a pretty bad stroke. Like I said, I don't really remember, so I'm not going to use great words like you, Mr. Nurse. <laughs> um, but I um, I had um, a lot of um, br- like uh, blood all over my brain, mm-hmm. and it was very swollen. Mm-hmm. So I got put into an emergency um, surgery, and they put took part of my um, cranium out like part of it and they got put into my abdomen which is so funny I was like it was it hurt to laugh so I was like I can't talk but um it affected like a lot I couldn't really talk the only words I could say was cheese because I love cheese (laughs) my brother's name I know that's like the two words I could say that's like my brother's name Emmanuel and cheese everything else I couldn't say it for like I swear I felt bad I would say I'm sorry I'm sorry like my trying to say I'm sorry because I couldn't remember my mom's name anybody else's so it was a lot um and um I thankfully prior to the brain injury was training for the Chicago Marathon so I was able to walk at some point um but it was torture to not being able to walk Mm -hmm. 10 steps Mm -hmm. when just two months ago I ran 20 you know it was it was really traumatizing it was really bad and I think that mental status like you were saying um Kevin is where it hurts like 
I was just able to do this and now I can't. Um, And I think that's true. Like being able to have that community around you that supports you and again, like you, I'm so thankful that I have that type of family that supports me. I have amazing friends that were able to support me physically, but on top of that, mentally and making food for my mom to make it Mm -hmm. to the hospital to visit me and be a great mother like that's what i'm so thankful for and i had to move from chicago to texas without friends without that support system and now you have all of us right and that's why i'm here you know i met amazing people that are not just friends by but also inspiring to hear their stories. Like, I just met you, Kevin, and that's an amazing story. And everyone here at Bind has an amazing story to share. Um, so, yeah, I think that's amazing. So I have to ask you one question. <laughs> yeah. Why did they take the part of the cranium and put it in your abdomen? Um, I was swelling really bad to save my life. So I, I, was I think swelling. they have to put, they had to take the brain out. and Because I remember Taylor had something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you have to, it has to store somewhere to keep it alive and oh, healthy. And right. the, did they put it back? No, long story short, I, it took a lot longer for my, um, my next surgery to put it back. I had infection and then I moved in here and I had to see new doctors. So I ended up getting something, um, I'm not using the right words. This is super like kindergarten. <laughs> Some, they made something. It couldn't, it wasn't my original. So it took a lot longer than that expected. is amazing. Yeah, it I've is. never and heard of that. Kelly, I learned so much more about you and your experience every time you talk. Um, and I just kind of, um, I'll do mine real quick, but just want to point out, you've got three stroke patients and all of our stories are so different. I mean, I, I mean, I was active, not as active as these two, but I was active. Um, but I just woke up one morning and felt nauseous and sat down on the floor in the bathroom to try to, you know, do what you're going to do when you're nauseous and nothing happened. And I went to stand up. And my left side was just completely gone. And like Kevin, I knew I'm having a stroke, but I'm 38 years old. I'm not supposed to be having a stroke. That's not, that's not how it works. And so I went to the hospital. I, was, I had a hemorrhagic stroke, which is a brain bleed. And I was put immediately into critical care and taking, um, taking you know, went into critical care and didn't know what was going on. Then I was in regular ICU. Then I went to inpatient. And it took me about... I don't know, let's say six months before I could start walking with an AFO and a cane. Now, the difference between the three of us is I did not lose any of my speech. And oh my gosh, thank goodness. <laughs> because Carrie would not be Carrie if Carrie couldn't blabber on and on and on and on and on. My sarcasm wouldn't come through. Y'all would not. Y'all would just miss the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But yeah. But I was a little bit different. I was just angry. And I was in denial. Almost I'm like... <clears throat> I mean, I'm sitting in the inpatient hospital, and I'm like, I'm, uh-uh. I don't belong here. I'm leaving. I'm going to go. Okay, let's remember, I'm completely paralyzed on the left side. And the bed's like, I'm, what, 4 foot 11, and the bed's like 6 feet up in the air. <laughs> so, first, I can't even get out of the bed. You know? <laughs> but I kept That's trying, it. and, you know, but it's true, and I kept trying and trying and trying. So, my mother went to the nurses, and they're like, no, y'all have to do something. They moved me right in front of the nurse's station, put an alarm on my bed, put an alarm on my wheelchair, Carrie, they say impulsivity. Me, impulsive. Me, defiant. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think y'all listeners have figured that out by now. I'm a little stubborn, and that's okay. That's what makes me me. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's it's been a lot different, you know. And so I was pretty angry and in denial for the beginning of the most part. But like Kezi and like you, I had a great support system, and I was lucky enough to be a founding member of Bind. So you know, I met Valerie 
while I was in my day neurotherapy and she started this program. So I have been here for the long haul yeah. and Bindy give, gave me what I needed to like get myself back on track. I still have some physical issues, which sometimes I think are better than what you and Kezia deal with because yours are more invisible. Right. Where mine, people know I've got an issue because it's more physical, but that doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, lapse in cognitive here and there. Yeah. And so it's just been, I mean, like, I didn't think, I thought, you know, at 38, I was never going back to work. I would never be independent. I would never be on my own again. I was stuck 38 years old living with my parents again. My life is over. But Bind showed me, guess what? No, it's not over. There are people like you. You can continue on. You can carry on. And you can go back to work. Like Valerie believed I could have gone back to work, I would say, a good five years before I actually did. But, yeah, I'm back at work. I drive. I have my independence. You know, I'm a crazy Stars fan. Hockey <laughs> season starts today. So, <laughs> Of course, you would bring it up. <laughs> but, again, it just goes to show you that, I mean, you've got three totally different people here. Their strokes are so different but so the same. I mean, the feelings are there are the same for everyone. And that's kind of what I try to encourage my listeners and new patients when I go and talk to them. Don't judge your recovery based on other people in therapy, regardless of what kind of brain injury they're going through because everyone is affected slightly different in whatever ailment they've had or got so you just got to focus on you and what you couldn't do last week and what you can do this week and again minus 13 years ago this summer so you can see I'm still recovering I get better and better and the good thing is is like friends that I see that I haven't seen in a year when they see me they're like well you're doing this better than you were you know so I may not see those little improvements but your friends do. And so it's just stay positive and keep going. And we encourage everyone, that if you're a new brain injured, please reach out to us and let us know. Um, we're here to help you. And like Kevin said, Bind is the place that lets you, brings you together. We talk about it all the time. We did all first season. It's therapy by doing. It's not traditional therapy, but you come here, you feel normal. You all, we all have the same problem. Like I didn't have a problem talking but I understand those with aphasia, so I don't get impatient or make right. them feel bad. Right. Yeah. I think that's something great to, like, always remember. Yeah. That we all have had a brain injury that is such a broad, like, that's such a broad um, definition of injuries, I think, because we've met great people who have, like, simply had a car accident or, you know... A fall. A fall. A fall. Right, right. Or, like... You know, we've had, like, athletes or just us that we just woke up and it happened. Um, and we're young or, yeah. you know, I think all of us were pretty young, depending on, like, what you search on Google, right? Right. Like, yeah. oh, what is a brain right. injury? You yeah, know, well, over 60-something. And then it's like, no, not really. And it we happens younger and everywhere. younger. It's really, and as Kevin said, a simple fall. That may sound simple, but guess what? The number one brain injury still out there is just falls. So y'all don't go walking on the ice. Even if you're from Chicago, the ice is different in Texas. Don't check the mail when it's snowing. Or rains. Yeah. Or rains, whatever it is. I just think it's so fascinating that we all have had the same type of injury, but they're all very different life effects. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest things for me to, to, I had to just tune everybody out if they 
said anything negative or anything. I just did not even hear that. And I completely focused on the positive after that when I was told I would never get better. Because yes. I had to believe something positive, right. you know. And I think it's so important that when you have any type of injury like this, that you also take care of yourself mentally. Right. Yeah. And, and, and get... Stay positive and and look at it not as your life is over. Your life has changed. And I I totally, like I said, I was stubborn and and angry, but I finally found that positivity, and that's what helped me get here to bind and just keep going. So Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think that's how all of us, thankfully, like really feel at this moment, and I think that's kind of what changed. I had to change that view. (laughs) And in all honesty, we all continue to work. Every, every day. single yeah. day. Every day. Therapy is never ending. Never Getting ending. a cup of coffee is a workout. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But yes, but I definitely thank you, all of us. I think that we can thank each other for being here <laughs> and saying our story and our experiences Absolutely. and being vulnerable to all of our, our listeners, of course. And I also want to thank all of our listeners to attending and listening to us and being interested in today's round table. So even though the table is not round, but it is is today round table. I really enjoy hearing our stories and sharing my story itself. And I think like we said to one another, it is an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. And if you want more information about bond and uh, brain bond waves, um, you tune in. Uh, you can email us at bondwaves at thebond.org. You can also visit either clubhouse. We would love to give you a tour, um, give you an explanation of, of what we do in our day because it really gives us something to focus on outside ourselves. And don't forget to hit that like button, that share button, and if you're on YouTube, that notify button. Continue to follow, continue to watch. We'll keep coming back and back and bring you more stories. Again, if you want to let us know something you're interested in or something that we've touched on that you want to know more about, please let us know. We'll be happy to share. Thanks for everyone for listening. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time.